What is going on, everybody? It is the All Our Ways podcast. I'm Noah Heron. You're listening on your phone, in your car, at work, wherever you're at. I'm excited that you're here. From the bottom of my heart, I want to say thank you to each and every one of you who listens to this podcast. When I started it, I had no idea how many of you would choose to tune in each and every week. And uh, it's been really, really cool. I'm thankful that you're joining me on this journey as we ultimately just try to give God glory and become more like his son, Jesus. And so uh, it's been amazing. If this has been helpful, it would mean a lot to me if you could uh, rate it, give it five stars on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're listening. It just helps get the word out potentially to other people who um, may be encouraged or helped by these episodes. So thank you so much. Uh, I want to give a huge, 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 huge shout out to our uh, season sponsor. That is our friends over at Elevated Faith. If you aren't familiar, go check them out right now. Do it. Elevated Faith, uh, they make incredible clothing, bracelets, all sorts of really cool gear that share the message of Jesus in a really unique way. Their stuff is uh, really comfortable and trendy, which is highly underrated. Uh, You know, sometimes you get trendy without the comfort. You get both with Elevated Faith. Go check them out. And uh, for right now, you can get a discount using the discount code NOAH20 for 20% off. So go check them out. We really love them, love the people behind the organization, what they stand for. Uh, Yeah, Elevated Faith. Also, uh, I wrote a book called Viral Jesus. It is on Amazon. I am bringing it up, not because I'm trying to make money off of you, although I do make uh, a few cents every time a book is sold. Um... I bring it up because I put my heart and soul into it. I think it could be helpful. That's all I'm going to say about it. If you want to check it out, it is on Amazon.com. Search Viral Jesus by Noah Heron. Today, we're going to dive into a really uh, practical thing. We've kind of been talking about practical things, practical ways we follow Jesus the past couple of weeks, and we're continuing in that thought. And today we're going to focus on our morning routines, why they're important, what that looks like uh, as followers of Jesus. And maybe if you don't have one, after you listen to this podcast, you will at least attempt to have one or begin to structure one. I'd highly encourage it. I'm going to get real practical for the next few minutes that we have together. If it's helpful, give it a share on social media. If it's not, give it a share on social media. (laughs) Uh, Hey, appreciate you being here. Without further ado, let's dive into morning routines. Morning routines. Okay. When I started thinking about doing this as an episode of the podcast, I'm not going to lie. I had my doubts because I was like, ah, I just don't know. It doesn't sound as fun to talk about as relationships or singleness or calling or finances or friendship. It doesn't sound as sexy to talk about, but morning routines don't need to be sexy. They need to be faithful. They need to be consistent. They need to be times that we have every single day with the Lord. And if we don't, I think it affects all those other relationships. It's really a a foundation starter. Uh, Now, I know maybe you're listening to me say morning routine and you are kind of confused. You're like, what are you talking about? Are you talking about what you eat for breakfast and, you know, your alarm clock going? No, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about morning routines when it comes to being in the presence of God. Uh, what is your routine? I know a lot of people 
spend time with the Lord different times throughout the day. Maybe you're a nighttime person. You like to read your Bible at night. You like to pray at night, all that, all that stuff. That's really great. Um, but morning times are better. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, but for real, but for real. Morning times are better. They really are. I really believe it. And uh, I'm going to get into why I believe that in just a second. Uh, but if you do spend time with the Lord at night or in the afternoons or, or whatever, uh, I'm about to try to convince you to give mornings a shot. Even if you're not a morning person, even if you have a hard time getting out of, out of bed, I am a morning person, I'll admit. But my wife is not a morning person, and she has actually established a morning routine. And I think I can speak for her and say that she actually really enjoys it and gets more out of it now than she did before. So here's a few reasons why I prefer morning times with the Lord. First of all, all throughout the Bible, we see the principle of the first 10%, right? Bring the tithes to the storehouse. Bring your first 10% of your paycheck and give it in tithes and offerings, right? That is a biblical principle. Um, first fruits offerings are a thing that have been done since the beginning of time, it feels like, in churches and in the Bible as well. It's, it's bringing our first fruits, the 10% to the Lord. This is why we uh, Sabbath. This is why we spend Sundays or whatever day your day is to Sabbath and worship Jesus. It's because it's taking the first part of your week and dedicating it to the Lord. In the same way that I do those things and participate in those types of rhythms, those types of spiritual disciplines, I also choose to give the first 10% of my day to the Lord. Now, it's not exactly 10%, right? There's 24 hours in a day. I wish that I could tell you with a straight face that I am spending two hours and 40 minutes in the Word of God every day um, or in the presence of God every day. I, I really do wish, but I, I don't. Um, but even though it's not exactly 10%, I am focusing the first part of my day and dedicating it to the Lord. And there, there's a bunch of different reasons besides just the biblical kind of theme of that, that I like mornings. Uh, one of those reasons is that it's the first voice that I listen to, the voice of God. I think that's extremely important. We're going to get into that in just a little bit. But where I want to start out with in this conversation is that as followers of Jesus, I think that it is really easy to be more excited about what we do for God instead of us being with God. We can easily prioritize doing for God over being being with God, right? We get so excited to go serve at church. We get so excited to go be a part of blank ministry. We get so excited to, if you're a pastor, go write a sermon or maybe go lead a small group or go lead worship or go whatever. We get so excited about doing for God, but many times we're not nearly as excited about our morning time, our quiet time, our time with the Lord, the time that we are with Jesus all by ourselves, not because we're trying to do something for him, but because we're, we just want to be with him, right? And when we do a morning time, 
in the mornings, first thing when we wake up to dive into God's word, it reestablishes the priority on being with God over doing with doing for God. You might do for God the rest of your day. You might work for God. You might be an ambassador uh, to Christ. Hopefully you are the rest of your day, but it's not your priority because your priority was being with God in the morning so that you could do for God later. I really do think that a big reason that we see Christian burnout or uh, believers kind of going back and forth from hot to cold and to hot to cold to hot to hot to cold, you know, you know what I'm talking about, is because we prioritize producing for Jesus over being with Jesus, posting for Jesus over being with Jesus, serving for Jesus over being with Jesus. Being seen as a good leader or a good Christian or someone who does a lot of things in the kingdom of God, it, it doesn't mean anything if I don't genuinely care for the king. It doesn't mean anything. Imagine this. Imagine if you built tables for a living. Okay, you're a table builder, and um, this is like times when there were kings, and you know, like this is kind of back in the day, a couple thousand years ago, a couple hundred years ago, and you're a table builder. And you're building these bomb tables with mahogany and teak wood. And I only know a couple kinds of wood, so I'm going to stop listing out names of woods. You're building these really good tables. And um, all of a sudden, there's a knock on your door. You're in the middle of building a nice mahogany 12-person table. You open the door, and the king is in your doorway, right? What would you do? I would bet money that you would not go back into the living room and keep building your mahogany table. No, the king is in front of you. You would be ecstatic. You would you would welcome him in. You'd want to enjoy every single ounce of time that you had with him. So why, why is it that we don't treat Jesus the same way? Why, why is it that our morning time is so easily excused it's, it's so we make excuses so easily for why we can't do it or why we have to skip out on it today and yet we're way more excited to go work for him to go make our table quote unquote for him see we have to make sure that we're more excited to see the king than we are to build him a table because he didn't knock on your door for a table he has plenty of those he knocked on your door for you. He knocked on your door because he wants to spend time with you. Is Jesus your prize? Is Jesus your prize? Psalms 42.1, uh, one of my favorite passages of scripture, Psalms 42. This is David talking. He says, as the deer pants for streams of water. That is a really vivid illustration a deer panting for streams of water when i'm panting it's normally because i went too hard on the elliptical at la fitness so i'm just picturing this deer like like you know doing an elliptical he's panting so as the deer pants for streams of water so my soul pants for you my god my soul thirst for god for the living god when can i go and meet with god does your soul pant for your morning time with Jesus? Do you, are you 
thirsting for that time with God? Is it something that you cannot wait to do? Is it something that that until you have it, you find yourself panting? You find yourself needing air? If I'm going to be honest with you, I am in a quest for that. Haven't always had the desire to get up and prioritize morning time. Haven't always had the desire to get up and read my Bible first thing in the morning when I'm crazy tired. I stayed up way too late watching Cobra Kai or whatever new show is on Netflix. Haven't always had that desire. But I promise you this, as I have made that a priority, I have began to thirst more and more for the presence of God. And it truly has become something that if I do not have that time, it makes my entire day feel off. And that is when we know that we are getting to the place that David is talking about, where God's presence, where being with Jesus is truly our priority. I do not think that you can be a mature follower of Jesus and that not be your number one priority. I don't, I don't think that you can be. I don't, I don't think that you can, can really enter into the fullness of the kingdom of God until your king's presence is truly what you are chasing. So what does a morning routine look like? Okay, we, we've talked about why it's important. We've talked about where it comes from a little bit biblically. What does it look like? I'm gonna share with you what my morning routine looks like. This is not the best way to do it. I'm sure that there are plenty of ways that are better than mine, okay? I'm just gonna share mine as an example. Take what you want from it. I'll explain why I do what I do the way I do it. And um, yeah, you don't have to do mine. Just promise me that you'll try some sort of morning routine. Here we go. So normally I wake up, I'm kind of an early riser, some somewhere in the 6 a.m. range, 6, 6.30 a.m. I wake up, I go into our kitchen, I start the coffee machine, I actually have a pour over set, that's not important, that's a little bit of a coffee snob flex that I just did. Um, I start my coffee brewing routine, I open up my Bible to where I'm reading that day, I have a little notebook that I mark the date at the top of, and typically, I get my cup of coffee and I read somewhere between one and three chapters from the Bible. Uh, Every year, a little bit different. This year, I'm not following a Bible reading plan. I've just kind of mapped out a couple books that I want to start the year off in. Romans has been the first book that I've been kind of camping out in. And so I'll open up the book of Romans. I read the first three chapters or whatever three chapters that I'm in. And as I'm going, I'm enjoying a beautiful cup of coffee. I'm underlining things in my Bible. I'm writing things that stick out to me in my notes. And it really is just a really peaceful kind of slow start to my morning. That whole process, coffee drinking, writing, reading, three chapters, it really only takes about 10 to 15 minutes to do that. It's really not a whole lot of time. And so what I do then is I go through what I wrote down. I go through the parts that stuck out to me. And I start to think a little bit deeper on those things. Sometimes I get other things that I want to scribble to the side in my chicken scratch handwriting. Sometimes it makes me think about something else that I've read in the Bible that I'll flip to. Um, or maybe I, I've written something down that uh, I just feel like, you know, this applies to my life. What are ways that I can be better in this area or things that I can change in my life in this area? I start to write those things down. In essence, I'm kind of journaling based off of the scripture 
that I'm reading. The next part of my morning time is um, prayer time. And I know that there's lots of different ways to pray. I think God just looks at our hearts. But something that I've been really convicted about <clears throat> is not just praying a prayer, saying amen, and leaving the moment. Um, I like to pray, put some worship music on. I'm on a big Maverick City music kick right now. Shout out to those guys. Incredible. Um, but I'll put some music on and I'll pray. I'll pray through what I read. I'll pray uh, for Maddie and I. I'll pray for my family, my future family. I'll pray about the things going on in my life. I'll pray that God would continue to take the things that don't honor him out of my life, out of my heart. And, um, you know, just normal prayers. But then when I say amen, I don't just finish my morning time. I don't just finish my morning quiet time, my morning routine. I actually take anywhere from three to five minutes just to be silent, just to be silent. I turn the worship music off just to sit in the silence. I know that that might sound weird, but I really think that because of the pace that we live in, because of just the speed of life, that a lot of times we pray to God and we don't slow down long enough to hear him speak back. We kind of treat prayer like a megaphone when I think God wants it to be a telephone, not just us yelling up at him about all the things going on in our life. I think he's, he wants us to do that, but then I think he wants us to listen and give him a chance to speak back. And so that's what I do, three, five minutes. And um, that's my, my morning routine every single day. It takes anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes. You know, it's not some crazy amount of time, but it's enough that I have to get up and get up earlier than I need to technically get up to just get ready and walk out the door. And when I say that it's changed my life, I'm not just saying it. It's changed my life. It's a spiritual routine in my life that sets the bar for the rest of my day. Everything that I go through the rest of the day has been filtered through that quiet time. You know, I, I used to wake up, used to check my phone, get on social media, uh, you know, check text messages, email, all that stuff. That was the first thing I used to do. And then I realized that when when that was the first thing I did, it affected my day in small ways, in some big ways sometimes too, that I didn't like. I didn't want the first uh, voice that I hear to be the voice of the war world or the voice of productivity or the voice of comparison. No, no, no. I want the first voice that I hear to be the voice of God. So that's morning routines. That's mine. That's why I'm passionate about it. That's why I want to encourage you to try it. Maybe... You've got a nighttime routine. I'm really pumped that you do. Try a morning one. Just give it a shot. Just do it. Just just do it. And if you do it, let me know that you did it. Let me know. DM me on Instagram or tag me in something. Let me know that you did it. I want to hear how it went for you. I don't have any money back guarantee to give you. You're not paying for this morning routine advice. But I personally guarantee you that it will affect you in some way for the better with your relationship with Jesus.